Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host, and I hope that you had a wonderful week four for your fantasy leagues. Uh, mine were kind of up and down, so finished, uh, I believe, three and two this week. Could have been better, could have been worse. Uh, my three teams that, that won blew the other team out of the water. My two teams that lost got absolutely smoked. So it's been that kind of a season for me. It's either feast or complete famine. So I hope that you guys are not having the same kind of uh, same kind of season I am in terms of uh, my leagues. I hope that you guys are feasting like crazy, that our advice is helping you out, and that you guys are absolutely ruling your leagues. Uh, quick announcement real quick. We want to remind you to subscribe to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. You can do that by hitting the, the subscribe button, whether you are on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, whatever uh, podcast listening and or watching uh, platform you use, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Please leave us comments on our episodes. Leave us uh, reviews and ratings. We would love to hear your guys' feedback on our show and hope that uh, uh, we are providing you guys the info that you need to win. All right. That was pretty much the only announcement. So why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right. To start it off, Mr. Saquon Barkley. Um, Barkley is actually looking to try to beat the six to eight week recovery time for his high ankle sprain. He is apparently already out of his walking boot. Um, According to the report uh, that uh, he gave, uh, the report whoever this reporter is that gave his his uh, his uh, announcement, uh, he gave it a before the Giants game. Uh, he uh, gave an update. He believes that Saquon believes that he can be back quicker than the timetable suggests. That he is already out of the walking boot seems to suggest good news for the New York Giants. Um, Wayne Gallman did perform quite admirably today in his absence and so um and daniel jones performed okay so uh it wasn't a, it's it hasn't been a total loss yet it's helped they've had a couple of uh not necessarily easy matchups but they've done pretty well the last couple of weeks pulling out a couple of wins so that's helped kind of ease the pain uh if you will of the of missing saquon barkley uh but uh again the the giants have survived so far hopefully they can get Barkley back and it should make that offense that much more potent moving on uh, Mitchell Trubisky left week four with a shoulder injury it was his non-throwing shoulder uh, from the the hit that I saw um, landed hard on his shoulder with his arm raised basically I'm guessing that this is a separated shoulder this that's what makes sense to me in terms of um, looking at the the injury and how it happened, uh, he was his left arm was in a sling, 
um, on the sideline. Chase Daniel played pretty well, well enough uh, to help that team win and beat Minnesota today. Um, so we'll see how long Trubisky is out. If you're in a uh, in a super flex league uh, or two quarterback league, Chase Daniel may be worth a pickup for the next couple weeks, especially if you lost Trubisky. Um, separated shoulders are, I mean. This one could, you know, could be a couple weeks. Now, the last year he missed, I want to say, two weeks with uh, with an injury. So, um, this is going to downgrade a lot of the a lot of the offense for the for the Bears, except for maybe Tariq Cohen. Uh, he may keep some of his value. Uh, did score a touchdown today on a pass from Chase Daniel. So, so he should be okay. But for the most part, this this could hurt the rest of the offense for the Bears. Not that they were doing all that well in the first place with Mitchell Trubisky as the quarterback. Let's leave that out there as a qualifier. So, Story number three, um, Dwayne Haskins came in and uh, part of the way through the game for the struggling Case Keenum. Could be a quarterback controversy a-brewing. Uh, coming in, he didn't play all that well. Dwayne Haskins, I believe, finished with three interceptions in this game against the New York Giants. It didn't help that their their top uh, receiving uh, weapon, Terry McLaurin, who Haskins played with at Ohio State, uh, was out with a hamstring injury for this week. So, that being said, uh, not a not a great start. We will see who gets the start this next week. Um, I have not looked to see who Washington's played yet. I'm still trying to recover from this week, um, but we will have that uh, in our in our game previews the next couple days. So, uh, so that is it for the, our main stories. A couple other things: uh, T.J. Hawkinson took a shot today. Um, I have not seen any updates yet on him. Um, he was moving all of his limbs, was headed on a cart. Um, Guessing for medical testing, probably for a concussion. So we'll see how he does. So uh, see how he does. Uh, Jamal Williams. For those of you who saw the um, the uh, Thursday night game, took a vicious shot as well to the head. We will see how he does. Um, from the reports, I believe I heard that he is doing okay. I would not expect him to come back this next week. That's me. Um, moving on to. Uh, Jarvis Landry suffered a concussion today. He's another one that you know uh, was hit was hit hard in the head. Um, let me see. I know there was a couple more. Nope, I think that was I think that was it of the main ones. And then the last thing, Tyree Kill was inactive this week. Not expected to be active next week either. In week five, he's expected to undergo imaging tests on his shoulder this week to determine how much longer he will be out. Per sources. Could be about two weeks away, but the unbeaten Chiefs will not rush him. They got lucky today um, and squeaked out a win against the Lions. Uh, in my opinion, that game never should have been as close as it was. So, uh, For all you Lions fans, I'm sorry to offend you. I still am not that much of a believer in your team yet. So, uh, That being said, that is it for the headlines. Uh, we're going to get into our Kings and Stings section here in just a second. Uh, real quick, we are going to take a quick uh, time out, and then we will come back and go over our Kings and Stings for week four. All right, so getting into the Kings and, the Kings and Stings, the best and worst performances of week four in the NFL. 
We will start off with the quarterbacks, then. Our number three king is Lamar Jackson, 247 pass yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, nine rushes for 66 yards in the loss today to the Browns. Still a solid performance from Lamar Jackson. Uh, Aaron Rodgers finally has a quarterback one week, 422 yards, two uh, two touchdowns, one interception, um, threw a lot to Devontae Adams, finally got him going. One of those touchdowns was to Jimmy Graham. Finally got him going a little bit. So good to see that um, the Packers offense actually does have a pulse. Um, and uh, with the, and part of the thing with the Jamal Williams injury, they were basically forced to, to pass the ball. Uh, Aaron Jones got nothing going on the ground. So uh, our number one king of the week, Mr. Famous Jameis Winston, 385 yards Four touchdowns, two of those to Chris Godwin, one interception that was actually returned for a touchdown. He manages to get the win in L.A. over the Rams, and as a Seahawks fan, I absolutely love it. Could be interesting this Thursday night as the Rams visit Seattle uh, in the Thursday night game. Should be a whole lot of fun for, well, I'd say it's for first place in the division, but the 49ers technically are undefeated you know, having a, a buy in week four. So we'll see how that goes for uh, going into week five. Uh, moving on to our running back Kings of the week, the honorable mention, uh, he was technically, I think running back five, but because of, because of the numbers that he put up, I wanted to make sure that he got mentioned. Mr. Leonard Fournette, who I have not been a believer in for his whole career so far, uh, 29 carries for 225 yards today in uh, Denver helped see, helped seal the win with the, his ability to run the ball and and run down the clock. Also had three targets, two catches for 20 yards. So great game from Leonard Fournette as an honorable mention. Uh, our actual three kings, uh, Christian McCaffrey, 27 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown. Also had 10 targets, 10 catches for 86 yards. Just a, again a continually solid uh, matchup and solid uh, solid game from him. Number two, a guy that we never would have expected to, to be up here, Mr. Jordan Howard, 15 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns, four targets, three catches for 28 yards, and a touchdown. That's definitely something we never thought we'd hear you know, about Jordan Howard, you know, with how ineffectual he was in the passing game with his you know, ping-pong paddle hands that he's got. Managed to catch a nice pass on a swing pass and and take it in for the touchdown in the game on Thursday night against the Packers was a solid surprise uh, with his performance. And the number one king, I have to admit, I was not high on him for this week. I've loved him for season long, uh, but I was not high on him for this week. Uh, I think I moved him down to about running back 15 this week in my rankings. Mr. Nick Chubb, 20 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. One of those was from 88 yards. Um, also finishes with four targets, three catches, and 18 yards. So uh, a big game from him in terms of the run game. Uh, phenomenal uh, phenomenal job overall by the Browns today. Uh, great job getting uh, just getting the solid win on the road against Baltimore. Uh, moving on to our wide receiver kings. Number three, Robert Woods finally has a big game. 15 targets, 13 catches, 164 yards. 
Um, I knew that they were not going to they were not going to keep him down forever. Um, I think that Cooper Cup is going to be the most consistent in that offense. But Robert Woods is he is the leader in terms of that run in terms of that wide receiver room. I think he is going to be um, probably the he'll he may finish the highest um, in terms of total fantasy points. It'll be honestly I think it'll be between him and Cup. Um, Cooks is going to be your your boomer bust guy. We've said that over and over again. But um, Woods, I think that we're looking we we could be looking at more games like this from him. Uh, number two, Devontae Adams, finally on this list. 15 targets, 10 catches, 180 yards. He was absolutely ripping up that Philadelphia secondary. And our number one king of the week, Mr. Chris Godwin. 14 targets, 12 catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, phenomenal game from Chris Godwin. I know that a lot of people were a little worried about whether or not he was going to play. And what do you know? He puts up a phenomenal performance after missing ha- uh, most of the week with a hamstring injury. So, great job from him. Uh, moving on to our tight end kings. Uh, I'm hoping to see this guy on here a whole lot all season. Mr. Will Disley, number three. Seven catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Just a, a great game from Will Disley. Again, he is the number three target all- for the passing game on the Seahawks. I think that he continues this. He is going to finish as a mid-to-lower uh, tight end one on the season. Number two, this is a guy you're probably not going to see on here hardly ever again. Uh, Mr. Ricky Seals Jones, three catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. And number one overall, Mr. Austin Hooper, 11 targets, nine catches, 130 yards. Um, I was a big proponent of him having a solid season this year going into uh, going into the uh, NF or the fantasy draft season, really happy to see him have a, a just a phenomenal game and really uh, do well this week. All right, turn the page now. Let's get into the not so great performances from this week. Uh, the QB stings. We'll start at QB now. Most of these, the way that we kind of do these, is these are guys that, for the most part, are started. Yeah. Well, with the QBs, I took a little bit of liberties just because there were guys that were streamed because of injuries. So they may not be owned in like 50, you know, 60 to 70% of leagues, but they're owned enough and were possibly started. I, I've seen enough people that started them. I was going to throw them in here. So uh, number one was, well, here, our honorable mention is Mitch Trubisky. We try not to do um, injuries as part of this, but with him getting injured, um, nine passing yards before he got injured. Uh, and that was it for him. Uh, Case Keenum uh, getting pulled after 37 passing yards and an interception. Uh, so he's our number three sting of yeah, our number three sting. Actually, technically, he's number one. Uh, Brady is our number three, 150 passing yards, one interception. I was kind of expecting this. I had him marked down a little bit. I didn't think that he was going to put up all the all that great numbers against the the Buffalo defense. Buffalo defense playing very very well. And so I was kind of expecting this out of Brady. Our number two sting is uh, Kyle Allen, 232 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, three lost fumbles, uh, big ouch from him. Uh, I was expecting a little bit better with uh, the uh, the lack of consistency shown by the uh, defense, especially the defensive backfield for the Texans. And then again, our number one sting is, 
at the QB position was Case Keenum, 37 passing yards and interception. Moving on to the running back stings, our honorable mention is Mr. Philip Lindsay, 53 yards on nine carries, one target, one catch for seven yards. So honorable mention um, for him. Our number three sting is a guy who's been on this list a few times, or a couple times at least, Mr. Sonny Michelle, 17 carries for 63 yards. Just not seeming to get the job done for the pit or for the New England Patriots. We will see if this carries on. I'm very interested to see how how the Patriots deal with this. And uh, while they have had a couple of tough uh, rush defenses that they've had to face, they've also faced Miami and not done and he hasn't done much. So again, this is something to monitor. We'll kind of keep keep watching, uh, see what see how this goes. Uh, number two, running back Sting is Mr. Marlon Mack, 11 carries for 39 yards. I believe he was also injured in this one, but had a fair chunk of time uh, in the game uh, against Oakland. Uh, wasn't really able to produce much. And our number one Sting is uh, Adrian Peterson, 11 carries, 28 yards. All right, moving into our wide receiver stings. Now, I understand that Will Fuller is kind of a boomer bust type of guy. He's either going to be great or he's going to be terrible. Um, and this is he's going to be going back and forth between whether he's on the sting side or the king side. Uh, today, he is our number three sting. Six targets, three catches for 23 yards. Uh, number two is Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Seven targets, only two catches for 20 yards, but that was because Jarvis Landry was going crazy for eight catches and 186 yards before he got hit with a concussion. And our number one sting of the week, this really hurts for all those uh, people who had a feeling about this season. Uh, Adam Thielen, six, uh, six targets, two catches for six yards, and this has become the result of a anemic offense for the Minnesota Vikings that uh, if Dalvin Cook can't get anything going, uh, it sure is not going to happen through Kirk Cousins. So, uh, Moving on to our tight end stings. Uh, number three is Jared Cook. Uh, six targets, three catches for 21 yards. Again, we have gone ad nauseum about how we don't believe in Jared Cook this year, and this is just continuing to prove it, although I know that this was a tough defense uh, in Dallas to go up against. So we'll see if he ever comes out of it. Moving on, going from the highest of highs to almost the lowest of lows, Mr. Greg Olson, last year number one tight end king, moves to number two tight end sting, four targets, two catches for five yards. And our number one sting, though not completely his fault, two targets, one catch, four yards, Mr. Delaney Walker. The Titans offense was able to do so much with uh, A.J. Brown, uh, 90-some yards and two touchdowns, as well as uh, Corey Davis, who I believe had 91 yards and one and one touchdown. Um, basically, they went into cruise mode and just ran the ball, so Delaney Walker didn't even have to show up uh, second half. So... Uh, unfortunately that hurts for all those people who started Delaney Walker. Um, I do expect this, uh, to do expect this to be a one-time stop here. Maybe he'll have another week where he, he ends up being here again, but, uh, overall he is going to be a solid tight end one throughout the season. 
All right, so let's do a quick uh, little cover of the uh, the Monday Night Football game, which this one's going to be ugly, uh, to just being honest here. Uh, the 0-3 Bengals visit the 0-3 Steelers, and at least the Bengals can say they've had some offense going. I believe they are you know, 18th in offense because they're like number five or something in passing. They are the worst running team in the league, though, as far as yards go, according to NFL.com. So, real quick, uh, going over the Bengals. Andy Dalton I have as a quarterback two with some upside to possibly finish with quarterback one numbers. That may not be all that difficult with how many quarterbacks just underperformed this week this was an ugly week for quarterbacks and, and and ranking quarterbacks to be completely honest um joe mixon i have as a mid to low end running back too simply because he is very talented he can run the ball but he also is very good at catching the ball out of the backfield so because of his pass catching abilities i do believe he can finish with running back two numbers uh john ross i have as kind of a low end wide receiver too more on the boomer bust side because we saw the bust side last week uh, and, the, and the boom in week one and two. And Tyler Boyd I have is kind of a high-end wide receiver three. He's going to be the more stable, uh, more reliable for uh, continuous production. He's le much less boomer bust in this Bengals offense. In terms of the tight ends, I don't really trust any of them. I think they're all tight end twos, whether it's Eifert, Uzoma, doesn't matter. Tight end two. They're streamable only. So as far as the Steelers go, uh, Mason Rudolph I have, again, is a quarterback two, uh, mid mid quarterback two. He's usable uh, in a two quarter in a deeper two quarterback league. James Conner, well, he hasn't necessarily been running the ball all that well uh, since uh, the Big Ben uh, injury. He does catch the ball well out of the backfield. I still think, again, uh, he can put up mid to low end running back two numbers. Juju Smith-Schuster, mid to low end running wide receiver two. He's just he's not the same without Ben. He's starting to look like he's not the same without AB. Uh, we'll see if Rudolph can can get things turned around for this offense. Honestly, the there's nothing that the uh, Steelers, in terms of yardage, whether it's giving up on defense or doing on um, on offense, I believe in they're in the bottom five or six in both in all categories so um as far as the the rest of the receiving core for the Steelers uh Deontay Johnson and James Washington I have them as boomer bust wide receiver three or fours uh you know they could get something going against this Bengals defense who's been known to give up big plays um you know they they could do something here I'm hoping to see hoping to see the uh the Rudolph Washington connection actually happen during the season, not just preseason. So, um, and as far as the Steelers' tight ends go, uh, I believe Vance McDonald has already been ruled out for the Monday Night Football game. Nick Vanette may do something. He's the one that they just got in the trade from Seattle. I'm not totally expecting much out of Nick Vanette simply because it's his first week with the team. So, we'll see. I, for one, am not. I would not trust him as a fantasy asset for this week so all right that is it for the skull king fantasy football podcast i want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen 
I hope that uh, your Monday night matchups are able to save your week if necessary. Uh, we uh, we hope that you guys are, are enjoying this podcast and, and uh, that the advice and the rankings we've been giving you guys have been helping you rule your leagues. Again, my name is Ryan Skalrud. Uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow with our Waiver Wire Madness episode. Uh, again, we will uh, see what kind of hidden gems we can find for you. Again, my name is Ryan Skalrud, and we will talk to you later.